This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? It is Christmas season, so happy holidays to everybody today. Good to see you. We're starting our our Christmas season, um, and we're launching a Christmas-themed sermon series today, and uh, we're calling it Advent. Um, and so we're gonna go through kind of the the um, the traditions of Advent as far as uh, what the 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 sermons will be about. Our whole message, obviously, this month is gonna be about Jesus and the Christmas story. Um, and so I'm gonna um, walk us through Advent and how it's been done. Um, and there's always uh, kind of uh, differences in the approach and all that, but generally speaking, we're going to really do this each Sunday leading up to Christmas, kind of uh, follow what that is and, and, and focusing on Jesus and all that good stuff. So Merry Christmas to everybody out there. And I'm excited uh, to be ministering to you today. And so, um, yeah, our new sermon series starting today is Advent um, in expectation of his arrival. Okay, speaking of Jesus. So uh, we're going to pray here and then we're going to jump into this. I'm going to give you a little history of this, um, you know, being the holiday season, just a little bit of the the, the tradition that is in um, many denominations and um, Christian environments from just um, Orthodox way back when to early church. There was this forming of this even in as far back as the fourth century, the late in the fourth century. So we're excited about this. And um, so if you would, please um, just join with me in prayer and uh, we're going to jump into into the sermon series today. Uh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. We, we just pray, God, that uh, we just see Jesus in and through all of this, all of the festivities, all of the celebration, all of uh, what we do during the holidays. Uh, Lord, I pray that we, as your people, Lord, would see you, would um, find out more about you, Jesus, through all of this. And even through this word, speak to us today, God, and, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, so here we go. So I'm just gonna give you some history here, all right? So just bear with me. And I, I just pray that this ministers to you. It's kind of cool just seeing how uh, the church throughout the ages has taken this time during the holidays and done what we call Advent. Um, and so I'm gonna give you some of the history and kind of, uh, and that, and then we'll kind of go into uh, uh, the word here. So um, Advent, this is something even new to me as far as learning. I've been aware of it, but I've never uh, really walked through this and really looked at this tradition, which is kind of cool. Uh, but Advent is, um, I'm gonna just read from my notes just so you guys can get what we're, what we're going, what we're doing this month. But Advent is a time of expectation and hope filled with rich traditions. Advent means arrival, okay, or, or coming. So really Advent, interestingly enough, was initially more of a celebration of the second coming. Um, from the Greek word parousia, which means coming, okay? But that through the years and time has been uh, more celebrated in the tradition of his birth, the coming of his birth, and 
the, his second coming. But that's what Advent means, um, arrival or coming. It comes from the Greek word parousia, which is second coming, uh, coming, okay? So coming, and it prompts us to pause each day in December and remember why Jesus came at Christmas. I love this too, just in the holidays, this is a season to celebrate and have fun and do what we do that I think we just love. I mean, my family, we love Christmas. As you can tell what I'm wearing here, this is very Christmassy, Christmassy flannel here. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, but, uh, but even more than that, I believe it is a time to pause, to think about Jesus, to meditate on him, to 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 really pause and think about why did Jesus come? I'll say it again. This is what, what we're gonna talk about this month is why did Jesus come, all right? So once again, a uh, little, bit, little bit of kind of about Advent here. Just let me kind of go through my notes here. But the word Advent is derived from the Latin word Adventus, um, hence the term, the denomination Seventh-day Adventist, uh, but Adventist meaning coming, which is a translation of the Greek word parousia, which I already said that, uh, but here we go. So um, Advent began as early as the fourth or fifth centuries as a time of fasting and prayer for new Christians, okay? So this was about that, okay? And we're talking 380 AD, okay? So, um uh, I love the fourth century in church history. It's uh, one of the most profound centuries in the church because of how many uh, bishops, theologians, and pastors emerged in that time. Um, it's very interesting how many came up in that hundred year period. But um, uh, another story, another day. Uh, the first uh, mention of Advent occurred in the 300s AD at a meeting of church leaders called the Council of Sar Sargosa. It gradually developed into a season that stretched across the month of December. See, over time, it kind of end landed in December. Um, Advent lasts for four Sundays leading up to Christmas. The Advent season not only symbolizes the waiting for Christ's birth, but also for his final return. Okay, I kind of already mentioned all that, but I wanted to read it just to give you an idea. So this month, what we're gonna do is over through the tradition uh, uh, of this, um, uh, there, there are these candles that, um, in certain more uh, orthodox or um, uh, traditional kind of environments, they literally follow this. But I just thought we'd kind of walk through it and look at the scriptures and everything. But they would light uh, these candles. There's actually four main candles and then there's a fifth one. And so actually Advent traditionally started last Sunday. So uh, we're running a little late, folks. But, we'll, but we're going to go over what we would, what it, what week, um, the first week um, uh, leading up to Christmas um, the, f the first week of the four. Uh, we'll talk about today, Sunday, when this is uh, live. Uh, we'll talk about the second as well. And what they would do is light these candles each Sunday and leading up, and this would be a time of just meditation on Christ and who he is and what he did and why he came. And so I'm gonna review all four, or actually five rather, real quick, and then we're gonna get in the scriptures and just talk about the two just so you can kind of see this, okay? So here it is. So each, so there's a thing, I'm sure you've been aware of this or seen this around during the holidays, an Advent wreath, which is basically a, a wreath that sits flat and then there's uh, the candles on there and they light each one. Each one has a different color and these all represent Christ and who he is and why he came and, and, and what to focus on and meditate on those particular weeks. So we're kind of, we're gonna walk through this, all right? So here we go. Um, so the first candle um, is a purple uh, candle. It symbolizes hope um, and we're gonna talk about that today. 
Everybody say hope. Um, it's sometimes called the prophecy candle because it really represents what the prophets of the Old Testament prophesied of Christ's coming, and more specifically, Isaiah, um, and how much he prophesied of the coming Messiah. Uh, all right, so that's candle one. Uh, candle two uh, is another purple candle, and purple represents royalty in, uh, in liturgical um, perspectives. Uh, and um, so this one is an, an interesting um uh, depending on the tradition, some say the second candle's faith, others love. Hey, they both work. So we're going to talk about love, but it also represents faith. And it, and it is called the Bethlehem candle as a reminder of Mary and Joseph's journey to Bethlehem and God's love, God's love and, and faith in him through this. So that's the second candle. Third candle is a pink one. All right. Symbolizes joy. Okay. It's called the shepherd's candle and it's pink because, um, of what it represents. Pink represents in liturgical, is a liturgical color of joy. I didn't know that, but now I do. Um, and so the third candle of Advent is um, is meant to remind us of the joy that the, the world experienced at the birth of Jesus, okay? Good tidings of great joy, glad tidings of great joy. So as well as the joy that the faithful have reached, um, reached the midpoint of Advent, okay? There's the third candle. Okay, here we go. I hope you guys are all right with this. This is even a little different for me, uh, but uh, but I'm enjoying it. Here we go. So um, the fourth uh, week of Advent is uh, another purple candle, which, which is called the angel's candle, and it represents peace. Okay, so you notice each week we're going to be talking about these things, hope, love, joy, and peace. Okay, there's the four main ones. And love, many times, depending on the tradition, is interchangeable with faith. Okay, but they're, they're all good. They're all good. No, there's no right or wrong per se. Um, and so, uh, so at peace on earth, goodwill to our men. So that's going to be the fourth week. And then the, the final one they light is called the Christ candle, which is lit. Some say Christmas Eve, others say Christmas. And so this is so you can see there's like this allegorical kind of fixture and 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 through the tradition of the church they would kind of walk through this and it would help them to just truly focus on certain attributes of who Jesus is so that's what advent is it's expectation an expectation of his arrival and and in celebration of his birth okay so there we go that's what we're going to cover okay so if you would do this please turn in your bibles to Isaiah chapter 7 Verse 14. All right, now that we've got some of the history taken care of, I hope you learned something about that. And it kind of gives you an idea. That's literally what this month is about. All right, we're walking through this, okay? So once again, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. It says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. All right, this is Advent. This is, we're about to um, talk about hope here. Um, and the the... If, if we were playing by the rules, right, this would have been last Sunday, all right? We'd be lighting the, 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 the purple candle that represents the hope that Jesus brings, all right? So once again, Isaiah 7, 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, Okay, Emmanuel. And so this is really the first one. And, 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 and this is really uh, one of our main points here today is Emmanuel brings hope. 
All right, Emmanuel brings hope. Uh, the first cam candle, as I said, represents, uh, symbolizes hope, and, and it's called the prophet's candle. As you can see here, here's Isaiah prophesying that he is coming. All right, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Man, years and years before Jesus came. So powerful. And this is the message in the Old Testament that there is hope. Our Messiah is coming, the Savior of the world, the one who the chastisement of our peace is going to be upon him. He shall be born of a virgin. He shall, you know, he shall come from Bethlehem. All right. The prophets of the Old Testament waited in hope and prophesied of the Messiah's arrival. All right. So at, once I said, once again, at the heart of the Old Testament is the expectation that God will send us a king. Okay, I mean, and then it was so specific. It's associated with the Davidic dynasty. All right, who will bring God's blessing to the nations of the world. Okay, he will sacrifice his life to atone for the sins of everybody else, of all of humanity. Man, hope, somebody say hope. All right, somebody say this when we say Emmanuel brings hope. Okay, so we're just gonna look at a couple more verses here. First uh, Timothy 1.1. 1, 1. I love this verse. It's Paul's in, Paul's first statement to Timothy here, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. Okay, our hope. I mean, the holidays and Christmas is a perfect time to literally remind ourselves to meditate upon the Lord, to worship him and use it as an opportunity to share with others that Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ is our hope. Hallelujah. Here's another prophecy, okay? Being that this would be and is the prophecy candle, Jeremiah 33, okay? I'm gonna read um, starting in verse 14, okay? 14 to 16. Behold, the days are coming. Somebody say hope. There it is. You know, this was the messianic hope. The messianic hope throughout the ages. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will perform that good thing which I have promised to the house of Israel and to the house of Judah in those days. And at that time, I will cause to grow up to you, David, a branch of righteousness. Speaking of Jesus, this is a messianic prophecy. This is a messianic word. This is messianic language. Speaking of Jesus, he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. Verse 16, in those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will dwell in safe, will dwell safely. And this is the name by which she will be called the Lord, our righteousness. We, Christ is our righteousness. This is speaking of Jesus here. Emmanuel brings hope. Here's another one, really quick. First Peter chapter one, verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Praise the Lord. There we go. Hope. Hope is, you know, we talked about hope earlier this year. Hope just isn't like this weak, um, you know, out there, hard to grasp, um, 
you know, wish. Hope um, scripturally is an anchor. And so in this hope, you know, there is there is expectation in hope. This is what Advent is, that there is an expectation of his arrival, um, that we, even in our life today, we ought to have in our spirit, church, in our life, in our faith, in our expression of faith, in us, through us, an expectation of what God is going to do in our life, right? This We don't want to just get caught up in and the ritual of this thing, like we must have in us. I mean, the Bible says that, that um, you know, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a living hope, a living expectation. This just isn't like hopeful. This is, I am anchored to God and I'm expecting him to do something. All right. That's what this that's what the the Greek word for hope means. It really means expectation of what is sure. OK, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. Here we go. Here's another verse. I'm trying to move quickly here. OK, but Matthew chapter 12. OK, I'm going to read a bunch of ver- uh, a handful of verses here. Verse 15 to 21. But. Um, this is really going to just speak to this, the hope that Jesus came to give, that our hope is in him. Okay, so here we go. Verse 15 of Matthew 12. But when Jesus knew it, he withdrew from there and and, and a great multitudes followed him and he healed them all. Oh man, he healed them all. Verse 16, yet he warned them not to make him known. That it might, here it is, here it is. Now that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, somebody say hope. Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, speaking of Jesus, and he will declare justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel, nor cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, a smoking flax he will not quench till he sends forth justice to victory. Verse 21, and in his name, Gentiles will trust. That is a part of hope. Hope truly is that we are really trusting God, expecting that he is gonna move in our lives. Emmanuel brings hope, all right? We are not hopeless. We are not without hope, but according to his abundant mercy, we have been begotten again unto a living hope. Hallelujah, a living hope. Praise the Lord. All right, come on now. Uh, the, the, the world, all right, tells us to hope in government, economy, technology, education, achievements, humanity, come on, money, um, people, right? All those things aren't innately evil or wrong but they are not worth our hope and trust at, compared to what we put in Christ. Somebody needs to say amen out there, all right, in our online community, right? That's the world, right? But our hope is uh, stronger. It's an anchor, and it is in God. 
He performed this. The prophets prophesied of our Savior. He followed through. He can be trusted, right? As Isaiah prophesied, and in his name, Gentiles will trust. Hallelujah. Come on, give God some praise out there. All right, I said it before, Emmanuel brings hope. And I just wanted to uh, just read a couple of, uh, you know, these Christmas um, songs, these traditional Christmas songs that that really have this in them, this, this notion of hope, this perspective of hope, this, this revelation of what Jesus has brought. And sometimes we even hear, I mean, I'll, I'll just speak of myself, even I just hear some of these really beautiful Christmas songs. I mean, I love Christmas music. I just bought my wife. Um, an album, a record, a vinyl record of Nat King Cole. I got that for her birthday. We were we were jamming to that a little bit on Thanksgiving, um, and, and so I just love them. But after when I read the actual lyrics, and I can, you, I hear some of it, but man, some of these things are, are just got a certain depth to them, and I'm like, wow, this is like just really good stuff. Okay, speaking of Jesus, okay, so I, I just want to highlight some of the verses in a couple songs that really you see this as far as uh, Emmanuel brings hope, that, that, that he is um, the hope of the world, the hope of our soul, the hope of eternity, the hope of this life. He is our hope and, and we can put our trust in him. And so here we go. Here, here You might recognize some of these songs. I won't sing them. I wish I could. I mean, if I could sing this, folks, I would just, I would just let it rip right here, but I'm just gonna read it. All right, but um, it came upon the midnight clear. Okay, many of us know that song. Maybe, maybe your homework assignment this week is go and listen to these and, and check out these lyrics. Okay, okay. So, so this really ties into the prophet's candle when speaking of Advent. But it came upon uh, the midnight clear. I'm just going to start in one of the verses here, and you'll see how this is embedded in some of these lyrics. Oh, rest beside the weary road, and hear the angels sing, for lo, the days are hastening on by prophets seen of old when with the ever circling years shall come the time foretold when the new heaven and earth shall own the prince of peace their king and the whole world send back the song which now the angels sing and so here it is in the song you got this this lyric concerning that we celebrate the birth of our savior as the prophets seen of old and that uh, when the ever circ when with the ever circling years shall come the time foretold. Hallelujah. Somebody say Emmanuel brings hope. All right, here's, the, here's, the, here's another one. You, this is a more familiar one for me. I know that last song, but here's another one. I love this song, Oh Holy Night. Oh, holy night. And speaking of, Emmanuel brings hope. Check this out. Let me read this. Oh, holy night. Oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, a thrill of hope, a thrill of hope. Speaking of Jesus being born, a thrill of hope. The weary world 
rejoices. For yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Somebody say hope. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night when Christ was born. Oh, night divine. Oh, night. Oh, night divine. Somebody say it with me again, if you will. Emmanuel brings hope. The weary world rejoices. My goodness. Thank you, God, for sending your son for us. All right, here's the next one, folks. Emmanuel brings love. This would be today, right? The second Sunday leading up, second Sunday leading up to Christmas. Um, and the second uh, candle represents love in some traditions, faith. Um, but Emmanuel brings love. Uh, Michael foretold, and this is really talking about Bethlehem and where he was birthed and kind of celebrating this moment and what happened in and through all of this. All right. So Micah foretold that Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, which is also the birthplace of King David. The second candle is also purple to symbolize preparation for the coming king. All right, so this is the second candle love. Here we go. If you could turn in your Bibles to Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Once again, a prophecy of our Savior coming. All right, but you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, Yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. See, God's love is always towards the least. I mean, he chose Israel because they were the smallest. And look at where Jesus was born. Though you are little among the thousands, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel. God seems to um, do his best work in what appears to others as insignificant. God seems to choose to bless, to anoint the least of these. Can I get an amen? The Bible says he has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. All right? So those that are considered foolish, inadequate, and outcasts. I mean, think about the city that God chose in his sovereignty of Christ to be born. Though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel. That is the love of God. Emmanuel, Emmanuel brings love. That is his love. That is his love. That's one way God shows his love as he heals a blind man called Bartimaeus on the side of the road. He heals a woman with an issue of blood. He forgives and delivers and liberates a woman caught in the act of adultery. He saved you. He touched you. He died for us and saved us when we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Christ died for us. He, he seems to have an affinity and a heart for those that appear to be insignificant or less than. Somebody say, praise the Lord. But Emmanuel brings love. Let's look at this, Matthew chapter 18. 
verses 18 to 19. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her public example, was, was minded to put her away secretly. And this is why this candle is called the candle of love because of, you can see here, Joseph's love for Mary. Protected her, right? Wanted, did, wanted to do his best to navigate this interesting situation, okay? Um, he loved her and wanted to protect her. It's so fascinating to me that, man, that God planted his divine seed conceived in a virgin and everything they had to go through to steward, to watch over this divine seed, the trouble they went through as a result of what God put inside of her, right? The, the, the changes they had to make. I'm telling you, when God puts his word, the seed in you, when you become a carrier, a guardian of the divine seed, as we spoke about last week, your life begins to change. That decisions you make, the, 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 the plan seems to go out the window because now I am a follower of Christ and I'm carrying, I'm a carrier of the divine nature and my life must follow what God has designed for me. Hallelujah. Emmanuel brings love. So praise the Lord. We're gonna look at a couple songs now. Couple uh, Christmas carols, Christmas songs, um, and just see how this this attribute of what we are to kind of pause and meditate on that Jesus came to bring love to us. Hallelujah! And so here we go. This is the first one. Uh, far, far away on Judea's plains. All right. Um, far, far away on Judea's plains, shepherds of old heard the joyous strains. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. Sweet are these strains of redeeming love. There it is, one of our Christmas carols right there. Sweet are these strains of redeeming love, message of mercy from heaven above. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah, that one's far, far away on Judea's plain. Here's another one, here's another one. Uh, God rest ye merry gentlemen. All right, and when they came to Bethlehem, Bethlehem, there it is. There it is, Emmanuel brings love. And when they came to Bethlehem, where our dear Savior lay, they found him in a manger where oxen feed on hay. His mother, Mary, kneeling down unto the Lord did pray, O tidings, comfort, and joy, comfort and joy. O tidings of comfort and joy. Now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place, and with true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace. This holy tide of Christmas, 
all other doth deface. O tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, O tidings of comfort and joy. And once again, and with true love, Emmanuel brings love, and with true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace. I love this because Emmanuel brings love, not just love to us, but love to us. And when we experience his love, love now flows through us to others. The cross is the only foundation of true reconciliation and unity in humanity. That is the one true liberating power is in the blood of Jesus and the cross. If we truly experience the love of God personally and truly receive this 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 sweet are the strains of redeeming love, we then will truly be um, reconciled to our brothers and sisters. It is the cross that not only reconciles us to God, but it reconciles humanity to one another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there we go, folks. Those are uh, the, the, the two candles. If I had me a little... Um, uh, Advent wreath. I would light those two today. Emmanuel brings hope. Hallelujah. And Emmanuel brings love. And so I just want to encourage you today as we're going to just close uh, out in prayer here um, to meditate on these things. Um, let's, let's, during the holidays, let's take a step towards Christ. Let's Let's take time to learn of him, hear from him, um, spend personal time with him, and, 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 and let our focus be these things. Even this, this next week, let it be the, the hope that he brings. Let it be the love that he brings. Let's, let's go deeper in this. Let's take this home. I mean, most of you are probably home right now watching this, but let, 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 let's do that. Let's do that this week. Let's make, let's take the opportunity to, to pause and think of who he is and why he came and what he came to bring us. And more specifically, hope and love. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this word. We thank you for, uh, Lord, just shining light on what we can do um, intentionally this Christmas season, that we can, we can focus our, our prayer life. We can focus our Bible reading. We can focus our devotions in, uh, Lord, learning, discovering, and meditating on uh, the hope you give us, Lord, and the love you came to, to bring us. And so, Lord, we just received that today. I just pray for everybody joining in here today that, that Lord, you would reveal hope and love to them. Lord, hope and love. We thank you, Lord, that these three remain, faith, hope, and love. I pray that those three, God, would just be stirred in us, would be, we'd receive revelation. I pray that when we see it, when we hear these songs, even at the store, in the mall, or while we're shopping, Lord, that 
that you would, you would stir us in our spirit. Lord, it wouldn't just be festive, but it would be a spiritual work you're doing in us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, if you have not accepted Christ into your life, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to pray with me right now. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to confess him, to come to him. And so wherever you are and, and whatever you're doing, um, this is your moment. I wanna lead you in a prayer. If that's you, repeat this prayer after me and just say, Jesus, I come to you as sinner. I ask for your forgiveness and I receive your righteousness. I confess you as Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. Today I'm saved by your grace and through faith. I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you and I receive your hope. I receive your love. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing hope to me and love to me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. Uh, those that prayed that prayer, we always wanna try to put something in your hands to help you in your walk with the Lord. And so we wanna get something to you. It's a uh, digital devotional, we'll text it to you. So simply text the word grow because we believe this can help you grow in your faith. Text the word grow to 323-405-3232 and we will literally text you a link to that devotional Bible study. Uh, God bless you and congratulations. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, Join us for one of our weekend gatherings and don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.